Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo and primas. We are back. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. I'm your primo Luis Velasquez. That's your primo Christopher Costello. What is going on, primo? Oh, good to be back. NBA Finals Edition. I know. I, I'm stunned by the sweep of LeBron and the Lakers. I really thought they'd get at least one. But here we are. And who is still alive? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler. Miami. Yeah, that's crazy. These 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 uh conference finals are not what I thought was gonna happen. Um honestly I would I would have think that Boston would have came out with a sweep over Miami and that Denver and LA would have came out with, right? What's that? Denver, Boston. Those are your personal algorithms. Yeah, my personal I was Denver and Boston. I was one uh, Jason Tatum ankle away from that. Yeah, what a, I mean, what a great comeback to make that series interesting at all to get to game seven. And then to have that happen was just like. On the uh, first freaking play. The Celtics just don't got it, man. Like, they, they got bad juju or something. I think, honestly, I think it was Kyrie. When he went around with the sage, <laughs> with the sage. <laughs> poisoned that whole place. He was like, "I hate all the odds." So Kyrie's a witch, ultimately. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so what's up, Primo? What you been doing all week, man? I have. What have I been doing? I've been getting ready for the end of basketball in multiple ways. I realized, like, oh, this is. This is the end of the season, and now I have to get ready for what is this, like, this baseball summer until we get back to football season. But I think I've been also just thinking about, in the long run, like, where, like, the state of basketball is and getting ready to to get to the finals and just the idea that, like we did in our last show, the Spurs will be relevant again very, very soon. <laughs> We're coming. And I think in general, just the fact that, I mean, I feel like this is probably how a lot of fans feel when the Spurs make the finals. Like, I'm not hyped about this NBA finals, and yet yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm interested because even if Miami can get one game, which I think if they do, it's going to be this game one because Jimmy Butler goes nuts in game ones. But I really don't see how Denver doesn't dominate this entire series. So, I, I see. I went right back into basketball. That's all I've been doing. I've been thinking about the finals. You've been thinking basketball. Um, I'm really just like at the end of a season. It's always like, damn, like this is it. Like you got to get the you're like you're game watching in because we come to a close again, once again. And I feel the same way with like NFL football. And it's like, watch every playoff game because they're all going to be like instant classics. But, um, but that's it. And I think I'm getting ready for summer. I'm excited for summer coming and being able to get a break. Um, as you know, I, I work in a, in a high school. So the idea of getting like inching closer to summer is a major, major joy and victory. Um, and there's going to be a lot of like rough spots in this last month of the year. But now it's, this is like fourth quarter, right? Like this feels like, I feel like uh, one of my favorite um, like 
hip hop celebrity black culture moments is a Jay Z interview where they were asking him about like the fact that he has Obama's number and that he texted Obama and they were like, "What's it like to text Obama?" And he said that Obama uses a bunch of sports references. And when they were getting close to the election, it was like a month before the election that Obama texted him because he had actually been campaigning. And then he texted Jay-Z, it's the fourth quarter, give me the ball. And I, and I always like loved that, like that phrase. I remember I had like um, friends that like are not sports fans ask, like, what does that even mean? And, and, <laughs> and then you had like Beyonce do like old rap, right? With Jay-Z where she's like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And they were like, like, what does that even mean? And it was like, yo, get the hell out of the way. Like, I'm the one, right? And um, I feel like that's what the end of the year is for. Like, now it's like, I got to go extra hard to just survive the end of the year. So this is it. This is my fourth quarter coming up professionally. It's like, just take care of everything. And I'm sure that you know what that's like, because you're living the fourth quarter on a regular basis, taking care of those kids. And I, I, when I think about that, I'm always like, oh yeah, no, nah, it's good. I'll, I'll take this school stuff. Yeah, I'm, this is <laughs> this is not my fourth quarter. Sure. This is this is my first quarter, <laughs> right? Because the kids are coming home. They're home all day now. Just yeah, their summer's already. They've been out of school since last week. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, so uh, that first week is hype mode. Yeah, kid. first week is cool. Is this next week that's that's gonna be like? They're getting on my nerves already. This is when they get bored. They're like, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, and they want to stay up all night and then sleep to like <laughs> one. I like you, but you said it like as if you don't like remember or ever like to stay up all night. <laughs> yeah, we used, to, we used to play games all night. What, what, are, what are summertime things that you do in the house? Uh, well, like we don't in the house. Like we, we, I try to have some kind of structure during the, during the summer, right? Like I'll give them like this week, right? So they've had like Wednesday off, and then I'll give them this week to like just do whatever, just be bums, and then like <clears throat> the following week we'll start like a chore list, and like. Uh, last last year I had to implement like uh, them getting like monopoly money for for each okay. chore because and then like each snack would cost like some money. Yeah. Yeah, because you I mean, charging them monopoly money for snacks. Yeah, because <laughs> they'd be eating me out out of house at home. We need to record video of this because the look that you gave me was STFU. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. The look at the game and I'm like, yeah, we gotta pay for snacks. Yeah, Dude, you, you not flinch. You, you stay cold blooded. Absolutely. Listen, these kids will eat you out of house and home real quick, right? They be in that damn pantry so many times a day. Uh, uh-uh, that shit ain't free. Okay, that's not how this works. You better work for that food. Okay. So anyway, like we'll get, work, for that. work for that food. I, I will provide you for free breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. You will pay for any kind of snack that you want after that. That's it. Yeah. I, <laughs> any, what, okay, so this is my bigger, better question, and probably the only question that matters. What snacks you got in the house? Oh, man. So my kids, we, we've officially became like a Pringles family, apparently, 
Because Pringles. All, yeah, all of a sudden my kids have been like eating the shit out of these Pringles. Um, is is it because of like a like some snacks are because of deliciousness and some snacks are just like packaging? Like I always think the Pringles has the best packaging of any chip, but I don't really mess with Pringles. Like I yeah, I think, think I think uh, uh, like we we got them little, little bite-sized ones, right? Like the little ones and put in the in the lunches, and Elijah really liked that, so. He's like gotten addicted to those, and so um, my wife and the kids really like all these Hostess snack stuff, like like yeah. little little Debbie got, got, little Debbie got, Swiss got. rolls, the zebra cakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't mess with any of that. The only thing that I miss with is the um, the nutty bars. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my shit right there. That's like. I just don't like in the summers because they melt so quick. But then, yo, know, I I got no shame. Like as a grown man, I will lick the wrapping of that plastic. Like I'll I, I let it go to waste. Absolutely. And then our freezer is like filled. Like we have popsicles. We've got like fucking fifty popsicles in the freezer right now. We've got bomb pops. We've got like <laughs> bomb uh, pops. Wait, yeah. Which bomb pops? The, the- Red, white, blue, or the yellow, brown, yellow? Oh, I wish we brown, had the yellow, yellow brown, brown, yellow. Like, that was... I wish. No, we got the yeah, red, white, and blue. Are. Okay. The red, I mean, the red, white, and blue are amazing. But those, like, chocolate... The, ban- like, the banana. banana. Yeah. Oh. I just told somebody about them. Then they were like, that doesn't exist. That's not real. And I was like, what? And I pulled up a picture, and they were like, what is this? I got to have one. And I was like, that's right. Yeah, it's I know. Like I remember my, my dad. My dad used to sell them. Yup, exactly. Dad I think that's where I first had mine. I yeah. Like, what is this amazing thing? <laughs> Yo, we get an ice cream. We got an ice cream truck that comes by, man, and like I always have like PTSD, man, of, of just like working that damn ice cream truck every time we come by hearing that damn music man i was like oh god like i just go back to my childhood of working the damn ice cream truck in the summer 120 degrees listening to that same damn wagon oh for freaking hours what, what did you get like did you get any type of like not necessarily pay but like did you get like extra ice creams for working or anything like that I mean, I would just be snacking like all day in that motherfucker. Like, I'll just, I don't like. You know, oh, that's dope. I don't know if he just like let, like, that was my pain. He knew that you snacked? Didn't know. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes he knew. Sometimes. They he knew. knew that you had some snack. They didn't know all of them. Right, right. They knew, like. But, God. yo, yo, the sour powers God. and the Chinese candies, boy, I, I would. Ted is up. I also just explained to someone what Lucas was. Yeah. And like, do you remember that? There's like a stretch there when we were like in middle school. Damn. How do we get into this? Like long <laughs> conversation, but the Lucas, the, the push up one, they were like, yeah, the belly Suey? Lucas, belly Yo, Lucas. Sh- yeah. 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 That's right. Yo, that was, I love that. Like that was my, I, you know, I used to have those every day. And I think about it now is terrible for you like no children should be eating that <laughs> yeah we got some <laughs> we got some in the house right now we got we love that uh the lemon lime salt we love the lemon lime salt yeah, in this yeah, house yeah. we'll be tearing that up oh <laughs> uh, man we just went in a whole snack it took me back 
yeah. It, what was what was your key like go to snack as a kid? Uh, or like if you went to like a store and you were like, "This is I'm getting this and this." Like it was always like a drink and a snack. Like everybody has their like drink and snack. Like, so yeah, you're yeah. gonna go into like a, a well, store, I would always be like. If it was like a fountain drink, like I had to have like a a, a big red, a big red fountain drink, right? And then like a. If you were to get like a can, what would you get? Probably Snickers. Okay. Peanut M and M's. I hate. I can't stand. Uh, plain plain M and M's. I get it. I understand it. Peanut M and M's are that. Yeah. Like I don't know how you pick. I'll eat plain. I love them. They're good, but I don't pick them over peanuts. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you real quick. Uh, we were uh, in doing some uh, army training in uh, Wisconsin, and uh, my soldiers would uh, would take a lot of snacks from the uh, um, from the mess hall, right? Yeah. And and they would do like challenges, right? They would do challenges like who can eat the most donut sticks, who can who can drink the most milk, right? Who can do this and like. They kept trying to get me, and they were like, "Sorry, man, you gotta go. You gotta come in. You gotta come in the tent and do this." And I was like, "Nah." I, like I said, I said, depending on how y'all act and 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 how y'all doing this training, um, you see, like on the last day, on the last night, we'll do. I'll, I'll go do one. And uh, they did good. Like we got we got high 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 marks and stuff. And so I was like, "All right." So I did the freaking uh, plain M and M's challenge and it's how many bags of m&ms can you eat in five minutes right oh uh, oh i did i think i think i did like wait these are plain yeah plain m&m okay and so i think i did like five or six like bags and then like, like full bags or yeah. like bigger bags no just the regular size the regular size regular? bags okay. How many you can eat in five? In five minutes, yeah. So just like, open the you bag, have five? huh? Man, you weak. You said you only have five? Yeah, bruh. You Let me weak. tell you, man. For one, like you know, I don't mess with chocolate like that, right? Like I just, I'm not a yeah. chocolate fan, right? But then, like I did that, and then like, it was like a really like bad delayed reaction, right? Like freaking, I'm like on a high sugar rush, right? And then, like, the crash was so bad, bro. Like, I was throwing up. I had to walk out, like, uh, shaking and sweats and throwing up all these m oh, It was horrible. And since that day, bro, like, every time, like, actually, oh, yeah. if I accidentally eat a freaking peanut, uh, plain M&M, like, I will start throwing up and just, like, it's horrible. Like, I can't. I can't get near it. <laughs> I can't. You would think it's something like tequila. But no, no, I'd rather do M&M. tequila than that freaking <laughs> plain M&M. Oh man! But bro, let me tell you real quick. Let me and and, and you know what's been going on. Me last week, dude, was freaking crazy for me. Right? I'm doing this uh uh this program called Soldier to Sidelines, right? And we had a week long uh-huh. seminar last week, and you, you already know, like I've been tech, like I got. A one-on-one talk with with the legendary UT coach, Mac Brown. Not only did I get to talk to him, he was like, "Hey, make sure he gets my email." So you boys got Mac Brown's email, <laughs> okay? 
And then I feel like you could send them an email at like three thirty in the morning. Be like, Coach, I got a question for you. You'll be that guy. <laughs> Come on, I think I'm on this bootleg play here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying, like, I am so, like, I'm trying, I don't want to abuse it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm just holding every day, like, it's a day, no, no, let's give it a little bit more time, okay? And I'll send this <laughs> dude an email. <laughs> you got to do it soon, though. So you'll be like, who, from when? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Got it, got and it. then, and then two days later after that, I had some, uh, uh, I had to talk to, uh, and went through like a film study of offensive line play and the uh, coach Haas, the uh, offensive line coach from the our Tennessee Titans. Right, I got to break down with him, chat with him, and also get that dude's email. Yo, I was in heaven. I was in heaven last week. Absolutely, like just breaking down film. You know, I already do that, like, with the NFL draft and stuff. And, like, when I'm bored, I, like, break down break down some film play or whatever. And and to sit in a, in a Zoom call with the Tennessee Titans offensive line coach and just, like, break down, like, how we run, how they run stretch, how they run lead plays, how they, you know. And, like, the question that I got to ask them questions about, it was, like, kind of what, what we're going through as a Tennessee Titan. And I was trying to, like correlate that to what I'll be going through when I'm coaching offensive line and it was like asking them like how is he going to figure out uh, who can play guard who can play tackle and then knowing that our offensive line is pretty all new I got to ask him you know how, what is he going to do to make sure that they gel right so yeah it was cool bro I talked to uh, the LSU offensive coordinator got yeah to- yeah yeah Got to ask him questions. Uh, the Air Force coach, like it was just like crazy. You had, you had like a a really strong group of like high level programs and coaches that were like a part of that. And then, how does that like? How do they pull those guys? Like, how does that come together? Uh, so this dude Harrison uh, Bernstein, he's kind of the the leader of of this program, Soldier to Sidelines, and he is a former coach. He's a former New York Jet defensive back coach. Uh, he's worked with the gotcha. Browns and all this stuff, and uh, he just put this program. So he, you know, he goes out and 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 reaches out to people that he's known throughout the, his coaching career, and then you know they just wanted a lot of his coaches want to uh, help out vets and all this stuff. So. Uh, like I said, this just helps us get a, a free uh, coaching certifications, um, and help us That's get amazing, yeah, help us get um, you know I think the most important thing is help us get that time and get the uh, connections that we get to this program. That's dope. So, what is it that you're going to email Mac Brown and the offensive line coach from the Tennessee Titans? Uh, like, uh, can I send this stuff for you to autograph? Um, <laughs> me and my cousin plan on being a game next year. Like, yo, can we get on that field level? <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta break. I gotta talk football talk first before I can get personal, right? So, like. 
and then I'll get personal. You know what I mean? Like, hey, coach, like you said, we can hit you up. We're going to hit you up. Like, what do you think the scheme yeah. should be on this here? I'm having this thing, uh, you know, at the high school I'm coaching. Like, and then, and then, like, break barriers that way. That's the plan. That's what I plan on going through. Gone through it on my mind so many times. Just DMs. I see you're that guy. You're that coach. <laughs> like, hey, boo you up? This. <laughs> this way I'm gonna. Yeah. S- <laughs> this way I'm gonna send Mac Brown. Hey, boo you up? Yeah. <laughs> what you wearing? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, people. All right. Let's talk. Let's you talk. Uh, let's break this stuff down here. Um. The Western Conference Finals was the Lakers and Nuggets. The we talked about it earlier. The Lakers get absolutely swept, and of course, you know, as predicted, ESPN the next day was just all over the Lakers. Like this was the best team to ever get swept. I know they got swept, but they didn't look like a team that got swept. I was like, well, that, none of this makes any sense, right? But uh, also, LeBron, you know, kind of throwing out some like. Am I going to retire? I don't know. Kind of vibes out there. Yeah. What what, do you, what was that about to you? I have a full theory on that. And I think some other analysts have brought it up too. But Well, I don't, like, LeBron doesn't like the NBA to be going on without him. And so. True. And so if he, I, I feel like. He's throwing out these little jabs because they know we're going to talk about it, right? So, like, even though the NBA Finals is on, like, somewhere on first take, they're going to be like, is this LeBron's, you know, if LeBron is gone, what is his leg? Like, they're going to just keep talking LeBron until he, like, says yep. he's going to come back. Also, I think maybe that, um, I mean, his son is going to school. Like, maybe he's ready to leave LA, right? Maybe he's. Well, he's got his younger son, who we brought up in the last episode, and is the true heir to the throne, to the James <laughs> throne, because that kid is going to be a monster. But for me, I, I felt like it was a threat to the Lakers. I felt like he was saying, "Like, yo, like, if you don't, if you don't like GM this, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm not going to stick around for for this for this team." And I think he knows that. And I think we all know that, although I do want to give him a shout out, Anthony Davis played really well in this playoff run, but he's not enough. And they need, like, another leader. They need a guy that is going to step up. Like, honestly, they need Jimmy Butler. But they need something of that, like, that type of character and that type of, like, and I think that's what they thought Russell Westbrook was going to be. And that just, Russell Westbrook is just a different player. I think he probably maybe moved too many times in the last couple of years and lost part of his identity in his game. Um, but they need, like, a, a strong, strong player, which, quite honestly, you know, I think that could be for them with regards to just, like, getting a shot when they need one is um, who we know wants to go there is DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And I think if they get a DeMar DeRozan... They might be in decent shape. They got a pretty decent lineup. Um, I think I'm saying this right. Uh, Huchamara. <laughs> Rudy Huchamara. Am I saying that right? Huchimara. Yeah, I think so. That's what it felt like. That's why I was like, no, this can't be right. But Rudy Huchamara 
is, you know, I've always thought he was going to be a good prospect, and and I think that they need to like keep that guy. I don't know if they're going to keep D'Angelo Russell, who was hot and cold and not really what he should have been in this series. Um, you know, but also they got to figure it out. I don't know that LeBron actually wants to leave LA. I know you're talking about like his son's going to be, yeah, I could see him going to play with his son, but I don't know that he doesn't want to be in LA simply because of all his other kind of business foundations that he's got. He's got a production company. He's very much involved in media work. He's got his own show, you know, the shop. And so I don't know that LA anywhere outside of LA is like best for LeBron. I think he needs to be in LA. And I'm not necessarily sure where that goes. The one thing that people have always been looping and he, it's come out of his mouth as well is like, who does he want to play with? And he said, Steph Curry. And yeah, we talked last about Draymond not being there. I can see Draymond not being there and LeBron possibly being there. Don't let LeBron and Steph link up. Because you know who else was like, oh, that's an interesting thing, even though he will not go. And this is me just flushing out all the basketball conspiracy theories. Is Giannis. Giannis is talking about playing with Golden State. The GM just left today. Yeah, from Golden State. Um, I don't know that you don't get, uh, like, by Clay, by Draymond. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, he left. Well, according to reports, he left because he didn't want to have to make those decisions. Like, he's real too personal with those guys. And he didn't want to have to let go yeah. Clay and Draymond and not have that. So he's kind of just like. Uh, jump ship? Yeah, he jump shipped on that. I mean, you know what? That that might not be a bad move, right? Like, let somebody new come in and be like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, I respect you. And yet, like, I got a job to do and you're not part of the plan. Yeah, you know what's crazy to me that I'm thinking like when we're when we're I think the uh the NBA is kind of changing now when you especially when you look at uh these the NBA finals right now, right? Um super teams don't seem to be working anymore. Right? It's one player. Yeah. And and you know a lot of great role players. Like I don't know uh, the I think, I think you know, <laughs> I think that I get what you're saying. I think you need the, like, three-star or at least two-and-a-half-star system. Um, but you do need incredibly strong role players. Like, you need a guy who's going to just straight-up get you boards, get you, like, ten boards a game. Uh, I feel like every team needs that. Like, they need, like, a double-double guy, like, straight-up double-double, like, 10 and 10. Give me 10 points, 10 rebounds. Um, they need, like, a facilitator on the offense, somebody who's just there to, like, run the plays, pass the ball, get the set set up. Um, and I feel like that's the reason why we're seeing Denver where they're at. And even, like, a Miami, right? Um, they got all those pieces of, like, role positions and – Miami could be an argument for what you're saying, but they're—I don't know, man. Like, I still don't know how they're pulling this off. You know, they lost to the Atlanta in a playing game, right? In the playing, yeah. yeah. They lost to Atlanta, and then like, 
yeah that i don't know i don't know. miami is is another animal I, I that's to me that's just culture um with uh jimmy butler uh being able to lead that you know what i heard today the stat i heard today was huh. of um oh what's his name the uh gm president of the heat patrick pat riley pat riley pat riley pat riley pat riley, <laughs> pat riley has been in as a player coach executive in 25 percent of the nba finals whoa yeah that's freaking crazy as a player coach executive 25 percent of the nba finals he has been a part of holy moly whoa that's insane man yeah yeah he did you ever see The Devil's Advocate, the movie with uh, Pacino and Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did I say De Niro? I meant Pacino. Pacino's character, Al Pacino's character, to me, is like Pat Riley. Like, the slick hair. Like, I feel like that guy is Riley, like he's the devil. Like it was like a this guy has like a way to keep his like nose and everything. Um, one of my favorite, not because I dislike Pat Riley, but one of the craziest, most candid NBA slash sports moments that I ever remember was Pat Riley after Game Seven when he was coaching the Knicks, and the camera followed him all the way into like his office, and he like got in and just like broke down crying as the door was closed. You know, it felt like a novella. But you know, yeah. Let me let me ask you real quick. Let me ask you real quick. What is the biggest upset? The eighth seed Miami Heat going to the NBA Finals, or the eighty-two-year-old Al Pacino about to have a baby? What? She's about to have a baby. He's about to have a baby with his twenty-nine-year-old girlfriend. Oh, oh man! Oh, I see the picture of this. I gotta see the picture of this person. Jesus. Yo, she's hot too. I, I tell you what, if I'm 82 and I'm with a 29 year old, I, I can't say that that's not gonna happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> Who knew you could still have kids at 82? Hey man, these movie stars can do whatever they want. Is he a Scientologist? <laughs> That's good. He we, could possibly be. <laughs> um, yeah, that's for a whole nother story. But that, did you ever watch that '70s show with Danny Masterson? Yeah. Uh, uh, that guy just was found. Uh, sorry, I just took a dark turn. Was found guilty today, but he's a Scientologist. That's the connection. <laughs> um, I sorry, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how I got here. It's just I'm connecting all these dots all at once. But th- this guy was a Scientologist, and the reason it was such a, it was such a big deal for like a couple of years, he was basically like being protected by Scientology to like not face these accusations, these like rape accusations. And now it's a day I'm guilty of two rape accusations, two different women um, in his house, which it, for me felt like you know I don't. I mean, I don't know if this guy actually did it, but the the idea that 
he was using Scientology to his benefit in the court system made me feel like, all right, this guy did it. Like, if you got to go that far. But, you know, I, I think just, sorry. For whatever reason, Scientology is, like, too really interesting to me with regards to the movie stars and why they do it and Tom Cruise and this guy and everybody. Anyways. I don't even know. What is the, ba- the basis? Like, I've heard of Scientology. I've heard it's, like, a cult. I don't even know, like, what is their belief. Do you know? Um, from the very little that I it's essentially that it's like a, you know what? I'm not even going to do it. We're going to cover that the next time. Cause I, I don't even want <laughs> to get, figure out, bro. we are so wild <laughs> right now. It's so far fetched that like, it's like, yeah, this is, this can't be like, who would follow this? And yet I'm not here to judge religion or anybody's religion. So. It, but it, it, I mean, it's like some alien stuff. Like, anyways, we'll get into. Yeah, that did later. you watch? Uh, uh, the was it the juror? The juror? No, I did so not. So there, it's um, it's uh, I guess I guess it's reality TV. So there's one guy who uh is a real dude, and they put him through a trial. Like he's on the jury. And okay. everybody else is an actor. It's like the Truman Show, right? Like everybody oh, else yeah. is an actor, and it's like, and it's not. It's not. It's hilarious, bro. It is so hilarious. Anyways, um, there's a there's a scene where one of the, the two of the jurors are talking about soaking. Do you know what soaking is in 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 the Mormon uh, religion? No. Oh, so so Wait, is this a reality? Yeah, like it's a reality show. Oh, I'm watching. Huh? I'm hooked already. Yeah, it's it I'm, is I'm it, it is like a six part series, bro. It is hilarious. Like I laughed so hard on some of these like the <laughs> how this dude did not figure out like this thing is not real because there's so off the wall kind of stuff going on. Like they picked yeah, the right Tell dude. me what Anyway, soaking. Okay. And this is like we're watching it and my wife was like, you know, what is that? Like, that's that's crazy for them to even think about that. And I was like, no, that's a real thing. It's a it's a Mormon thing. So uh, yeah. soaking is, uh, you know, they don't believe in, in premarital sex, right? In, in the Mormon. Um, but if you just put it in, don't okay. don't move. And have somebody else mm. jump on the bed for you, or be under the bed what? and move the bed, then that's okay. Uh huh. Huh. Yes. Huh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so basically, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you you're not allowed to have penetration sex, but you can insert it if you're having a threesome. <laughs> it's not threesome. It's, so you just, it's not a threesome. Okay, that third person is not doing anything. But it's a third person in the room. There is a third somehow, person in the room. They're involved. They're not doing nothing. They're not watching. And so, I, I think I'm not sure. 
but I think like it's got to get approved. Like there's a whole process, <laughs> right? I want to be the person that's like approved. Like, yes, I. That's what you're gonna do. Cool. <laughs> I want to know how that person. Not let me go back. I do not want to be that person, but I want to know how that person gets that job because that is an insane job to have. And the people got to come to you to like get that cosign. Also, I don't trust that you know that this is even accurate at all, but we're going to have to go back to this because this is hilarious. What other things do they do? Tell me more. <laughs> Make up more crazy things that they do. Oh, man. It is. I mean, I don't know, bro. That is, like, I, And I yeah. know like, I know a lot of more. They're real good people. Right, I have really, really good friends. <laughs> They're real good people. <laughs> really good people, man. Who's uh, around you? How many neighbors? Why are you saying this? Yo, did, I, did I bring up on the show that uh, they came to my house the other day try to recruit me? Not that day. I was like two, three weeks ago. I think so. I think you did. We did talk about that. What, talk did they, about, what did they do? What? Uh, they just, yeah, they just came in and and tried to talk to me about the G and like I was like. I had time for him that day, right? Like, it was like, all right, let's do this. Let's have this conversation. And uh, we just started, you know, they were telling me about, you know, their Jesus loves everybody. And I was like, okay, what if my son is gay? What are we doing? How bored were you? Oh, I don't know. Like, I think I just had a per- <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I just had a painkiller. And I was just like, let's do this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, so, was- okay, wait, so you brought what they say to you? Huh? They were like, "No, uh, we we believe that Jesus loves everybody, um, but we would just ask him to not act on those." Okay, so he can't be gay. Yeah, he can't be gay. And I was like, just basically. Hmm. And then like, we'll we, know, but we won't say anything. Yeah, just that's cool. Be just gay. Don't be, just don't be gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I was like, "No, no, well, here in this house." Okay, like that's not what we believe in. Like, I'm not gonna tell my son, "Don't be himself." I said, "My son, if my son." How far were you? Like, how many minutes were you into conversation before you used that as example with them? Oh, I went straight to it. I went straight to it. Like, like, like I was there. there, Yeah, and they were trying to convince me, and I was like, "Okay, let's do." Like, we were there. Well, I I thought, what's that? Because I would have been like, "This motherfucker's nah." We're not getting him. <laughs> That's yeah. right. The shout out to them. They they like we were out there for like twenty, twenty five minutes going back and forth and uh like I said, like I, I went right right for it. They were like, Well what do you you know, I told them that uh uh that I I I I'm not a religious person but I believe in God and the teaching that I do in my house. To my kids and they're like we we love families and then and like your neighbor is the one that told us come over here because you seem like a really good family guy and i was like yeah what I neighbor yeah find who that was <laughs> who the hell said that i was like yeah i'm a family guy and i love my kids and i'm gonna let them be whoever they want to be i'm not gonna let you know force them or make it look down on them that they're you know homosexual if they want to be if they're trans like it's just that's not how i run this family that's not how we do in this family and they're like well you know jesus loves everybody and i was like okay does he if he if jesus is saying do you? <laughs> that's, that's exactly it's like exactly i'm sure he does right but what exactly are you like i don't know 
We, I mean, we've had this religious talk. It was, yeah. how we, bro, how's how, gonna my son from you, you devil? When we, when we went over what we we're going to talk about today, did we have Scientology and soaking on the list? I have no idea how we got here. I don't know how we transitioned from here. I don't know. Yeah, how do we talk about the NBA about finals? Now? Oh, that's what it was. It was Pat Riley to Al Pacino to Scientology to the Danny Masterson rape thing to Al Pacino having a baby at 82 to now. <laughs> Yo, Robert De Niro's yeah. have just had a baby at 79. How healthy can these babies be? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, how healthy did, like, right? Like, wouldn't, I don't know. Now, I don't think, See, this is the thing. Why you got to stay healthy? Never I mean, know. I don't know who's having. Babies, but. <laughs> Bro, I can't imagine being that old this and having a kid, man. You know that Al Pacino don't give a damn about this kid. No, he's like, yo, I'm gonna be out in like five years. This kid, yeah, I'm good. This kid on that. And they got I'm nannies just, and stuff. Like he not doing anything. He not changing diapers. He not chasing this kid around. No, this is just like. Yo, hey. I mean, no disrespect, but like, I really don't mean this as a joke. I mean, Al Pacino probably got his own diapers, right? Like, that's got to be a sign to be like, yo, if I got diapers, I <laughs> no can't be disrespect. <laughs> with diapers on. Did I make that awkward? You just got like dead silent. Like <laughs> no, I don't know. I, no. I, I, uh, I don't know. We're all over. I don't. What am I gonna put on the title of this episode? <laughs> right? This. I don't know. I've got diaper, right diaper, here diaper. in front of me. Uh, I got, I'm trying to find out like soaking uh, <laughs> facts. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do that. Don't be looking that up right now. We we gotta have a whole episode of that. <laughs> We're going to have an episode on just, like, weird religious things and just come up with, like, mad customs that are just odd. Yeah, pretty soon, we, pretty soon when these uh, NBA finals are out, like, we're, we're going to have, a couple, like, two months of, like, not very much sports to talk about. <laughs> we can just do some random ass shows like this. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, how disrespectful we are to baseball. To be like, yeah, there's nothing going on in the summer. We'll just talk about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean that in itself is a testament to how long the baseball season is. Too long. It's too, like I can't I can't I can't. Yeah. I all right. Sorry. I'm gonna reset this and bring us back to the world of sports. Okay. And I'm sure we will go on up. Let's try again. But let's do this. What do one of the things that you have brought up was like which we talked about the Lakers already. What does Boston do at this point? If you're the Boston Celtics, what do you do? They're not going to pay Jalen Brown, it doesn't seem like, right? Right. And Would you pay Jalen Brown? After seeing him this... I know we talked about him maybe on the spur. He was on our wish list. Oh, that dude can't dribble, bro. Like, he led the, the league... He, he led the, the ball stolen. He, I think he led the playoffs on, on dribbling the ball out of bounds from his leg. Like, like... So many times. Yeah, no. He had, I think, what was it? I think he had eight turnovers in that game seven. 
Like, that's not. And they were just like, they just picked his pocket on a lot of them. Like, I was watching, I was like, yo, why why can't he dribble? I mean, I He he had this problem. I I first noticed this problem last postseason, right? How, how, like, struggling he was dribbling, just dribbling the ball. And it's not even, he wouldn't even get pickpocket last last postseason. He was just dribbling the ball off his leg. And he did the same again this postseason. Uh, yeah, I mean, that seems like just drills and fundamentals. I, I'm not really sure how that continues to happen to a player of that caliber who has the ball that much. And But, I, yeah, I don't know what they do, and I don't know really, like, who's really out there that you go and get and make this team over again with Tatum as your, like, centerpiece. Um I think, Their identity seems to be I think gritty, but you know, what does that mean? I think they have to figure out coaching first. Like, and I feel bad for Missoula. He didn't come into this like season like oh, yeah. like, terrible situation. Yeah, he just came in like I was supposed to be assistant coach. And yeah. high was, pressure, no. Ex- yeah, no experience. Like, and, and for them to just throw him out there, and he's been taking a lot of like. A lot of blame, which I mean, he's the head coach, so you're gonna take blame. But like, it's not. I I don't think he's gonna get a fair shake. Um, I don't think. I think he's gonna get replaced. Um, and then he's gonna have trouble finding another I, job. I'll say this. I, I I don't necessarily know because I think that if anything, this guy got incredible experience for someone his age right like this whole run is just like the season the run it's it's insane like you can't pay for this type of experience in like being thrown into like coaching i think also one thing that's going to benefit him in finding another gig because i don't know that like do you stay with this guy if you're boston like and if you that's don't what I'm like, saying. like the, the, this boston window is closing right this it's Jalen brown it seems like yeah. yeah, they've already been here for a while. Right. And the crazy thing is that, like, Tatum is still incredibly young. Jalen Brown is still incredibly young. So, do you keep this coach or not? He's also incredibly young, right? But I think the one thing that to get back to it is that give him a shot at getting another gig is the fact that, you know, yeah, they went down 3-0, and yet they forced the game seven. Where a yeah, lot of that game six, made, bro. That game six, I had so many feels that game six. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Miami. This is what you deserve, right? Yeah. I just needed Boston to close it out in game seven so they actually felt it like we felt it. Right? But that the ending of that game yeah. six, bro, was freaking nuts. Yeah. That play is one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen in my life. Like, just... It, it is incredible, and, and because they didn't win Game 7, like, it's not going to be memorable anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you won't remember it past. Like, if if they would have won Game 7, that is, like, one of the best all-time plays, like the Ray Allen shot, you know, all-time postseason yep. plays in NBA history. But since they didn't win Game 7, and literally, literally, the next play, they lose it because they lose, Jay, they lose Tatum in the first play of the game. Right? <laughs> And it's over. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to take credit for the Derek White hustle because I'm going to be like the Spurs taught him that. And that I realized how biased I was in thinking about that. But <laughs> I guess, you know, I don't know what Boston goes from here and I don't know who they try to pursue. I don't know anybody that fits their current identity. And if you have to shift your whole identity of your team, like, I don't know what that means for them. And I think you're right. Like, I hadn't thought about it that way. I think the window is closing on them. Like, this is, you're going to have to just go make something else completely new. Um, I think Monty, Monty, if they went after Monty Williams, like, I feel like that'll be something that can heal that team. I feel like Monty Williams fit is a good fit anywhere, but I also don't know the uh, identity of that team. Like they're like a scrappy, like undersized. Like I, honestly, I, you know, if we're talking about that type of, I could see Boston doing something like. I'm going to say it out loud. Trading Jalen Brown. Signing him for the match. Trading him, though, for uh, your boy, John Morant. And being like, we need a guy who can handle the ball, is just crazy athletic, and can take over a game so that Tatum can do what he does and they don't get in each other's way. So I don't necessarily know. But aside from that, I'm going to get away from the teams that lost just because they're storied franchises and get into the NBA Finals. Yeah, we have your classic <laughs> one versus eight NBA Finals yes. matchup. The Denver Nuggets. This is my one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do with Jokic? If you're Miami, how are they going to handle Jokic? I don't understand. Like Bam, Bam doesn't any. have a good record versus Jokic, right? He's not. You, like, oh, you no, can't. No, no. You Bam have to. Is, Next yeah, Jokic, he will destroy that poor young man. Yeah, I think you're just gonna have to like, don't even double, like just let Jokic cook, and then you have to shut down Murray, right? That's what you gotta. That's what I think you you would do. Just Joker's gonna cook, let him cook, um, and stop Murray. So from, Butler on Murray. Yeah, or or uh, what's old boy Caleb? J Cole's boy. Caleb Martin. Shit, Jake Cole's boy. I don't necessarily know where they go in doing anything to prevent Jokic. And I do think that Jokic, based on what we've seen from him before, I could see Jokic having a 50 point game against Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Like a couple. Like he's going to have a couple over 40 at least, right? Yeah. Two or three games over 40. I guess. Dominating Bam and then getting to the line so much that he's going to get like 10 to 15 points off of just free throws alone. Yo, here's the thing, too. Like, uh, Jimmy Butler didn't really play that well this this last uh, series. Yeah, again. no, they all showed up. Yeah, everybody else showed up. Caleb, Caleb Martin, he was freaking incredible. Yeah. Which. That too, right? Coaches and players being ready, and just like how well Spolstra had that team ready to go, and how how ready for the moment they were, which is kind of embarrassing if you're Boston because 
you've been giving given every opportunity to be in the moment and these guys these like ragtag guys destroyed you they completely annihilated them in that end of that series it was just like embarrassing but it also makes sense yeah this is the weird like i wouldn't be surprised if the nuggets sweep or win it in five but i also wouldn't be surprised if miami wins it right like it's it could go either way like i don't i don't know like everything in in everything in my gut and everything in my high and all the numbers say that like denver should just be destroying miami but we said that with milwaukee like the toughest, I would say like, uh, well, until this last series, I was about to say until like game four in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, like their toughest matchup was the Knicks, right? Which was crazy. Uh, but like, I mean, they've gone, they went through Boston, they went through uh, Milwaukee, they went through the Knicks. Like, they shouldn't be. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how they're here. Yeah. But uh, this is this is the most impressive run I've ever seen a team make, like an underdog team. Uh, even you know, like I remember that uh, Knicks team that the Spurs played in the finals in '99. That Knicks team was good though; like they were better than at least to me this Heat team, and they beat a like number one seeded Heat team. Yeah, they're, I don't they're think, an like, AC. Closer between those two teams, that number one Miami team and that eight seed New York Knicks team, than was this Milwaukee team and the the Heat team that we're seeing now. But I mean, I feel like where they're at right now is kind of like like baseball. Like they just happen to be hot right now, so they're riding that out as long as they can. And you just caught them at the wrong time of the year. Um. They're gelling in a way that matters. And I agree with you. I think, I don't think that this goes longer than five. Um, and I do think that there's a possibility that there's a sweep, but I could see Miami pulling out one. I don't see them getting more than one. And I think that might be something that I bet money on, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, that means the opposite is going to happen. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. Denver Nuggets fans with the primo over here. It's all- <laughs> it's good bad for you. Yo, the 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 most Jimmy Butler thing I saw during the celebration was when Bam did you see when Bam tried to uh give him the trophy? Yeah. And he was like, nah, yeah. I'll hold the next one. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> that dude he's just he's all how do you not want Jimmy on your team? Like I, I don't like Miami, right? I don't but I can't help but fucking love Jimmy Butler. Right? Like he's that dude. I I love that dude, man. But yeah, yeah it should he, be crazy. Winner energy. So like it's all about it's like winning the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the NBA finals. I, I mean, I th- I'm with you though. I think Denver is man. Like I don't know. I think I think it should be Denver five. Maybe like maybe Jimmy can push him to six. But I think it's pretty much it should be should be easy sailing for the Denver Nuggets. Um, and then if, if they win, like Nikola, he's top fifteen all time. Like, are we shooting him up top twenty all time with one NBA Finals? Not all time, like ever? 
Yeah. UDA? Oh, man. Um, I think he has to have a longer career, but yeah, he's on pace for that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yep. I think he's top 15. He's on his way. Uh, I'm scared of that. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. He's coming. But guess what? Guess who else is coming? Victor Wimbayama. Okay. <laughs> he's coming. Nikola Jokic for your title. All right. Let's go. Everybody expects to hear that name for every episode for the rest of this run for our show. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> every show. Yeah. You hear Victor Wimbayama. Episode, even when, when you're not expecting it yeah when we're talking uh scientology and soaking uh yeah. we will also talk victor win Miami. be like i think that the alien that has come to rule the world <laughs> is victor win Miami. <laughs> <laughs> anyway primo all right well, that's today's show that is your primo christopher costello i'm your primo luis velasquez we are the puro picha primos and we are 